Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. What's up? Not much. How are you? Girl, the weekend came and it is almost gone. I know. It went by fast, huh? Super quick. I was like, wait a second. <clears throat> it was a good yet. weekend, though. You know what? I, I definitely agree. It was a really, really nice weekend. It had a yeah. little bit of everything. Yeah, for well, yeah, I had a lot of lawn mowing going on, and I'm really happy about that because it had really slowed down since it hasn't been raining much here in San Antonio. Mm -hmm. But finally, I was able to hit some job sites, and it felt really, really good. Hell yeah, dude. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, it was awesome. What have you been up to? I know you started working your full-time. How's that? It's going really good, dude. Um, I'm very, very happy. I definitely wanted, you know, the full time. So I was a substitute. I was on call. Most of the days I worked, I just didn't know what school or the different schools have different hours. So now I have more of an idea like, yeah, I have a, I have a set schedule and it's really cool. I'm a one-on-one -on -one now with one kid. And they definitely have a pretty, uh, man, I don't even know, like, just, they have a very difficult life at home. And no one should have to go through that. And then, you know, on top of that, he has a disability. And so I'm just happy that I get to pour a lot of love into him and I'm getting to know him more and he's getting to know me and there's been a few bumps on the road I I did get um hit and scratched um pretty badly but it's nothing I can't handle uh, yeah it was it was pretty crazy I got hit and I was just like I almost cried which was kind of funny but it was more just like everybody was just kind of like in shock because he, he he did what he did and then he like got up jumped ran and then threw the headphones that he had on and he threw them and we were kind of just like okay everybody calm down I mean everybody stay calm exit the room we're gonna stay in here with him and so it's just kind of you don't know what to expect and I I kind of like that um so yeah it's been it's been good it's been a little crazy but I like it so just to kind of, because I really don't know myself. So also for like our listeners, mm -hmm. what is your, so you're working in for a school district? Yes, ma'am. Okay. And you are working, I am assuming, in a SPED classroom? Yes. Okay. Awesome. All right. Cool. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy that you're, um, that you're uh, going through that. But I mean, <laughs> um. You have two disabled sisters. Like you are meant for this job. Like you know the, you know what comes with it, and and I, you're gonna be fucking awesome at it because you're um, you're well you're well aware aware of what comes with you know children that go through these things, and you're you're more than ready. You're more than prepared, and you're well equipped for that that kind of job. Yeah. Thanks, dude. I yeah. I'm sure. taking that as a compliment. 
<laughs> that's awesome. So, we, of course, it is a compliment, dude. Yeah, thanks, So, dude. now that you mentioned that, dude, it kind of reminds me, like, when you mentioned, like, the hitting and, you know, uh, the disability part of things, I finally mm -hmm. got the time to watch that show, um, or not a show, documentary, um, Foster. Mm-hmm. And Did you like? Loved it. Yeah? Yeah, it was really cool. I love how much I didn't know. I loved how I learned, like, I look at, or not just me, but, like, our society in general, like, looks at um, the foster care. I feel like it gets, like, a negative perspective from a lot of people. Like, social workers are look like, oh, they're just going to take my kid, like, Mm -hmm. you know I'm, I smoke weed and they want to take my kid away well yeah no shit that's the law you know or mm -hmm. um or you think like all oh, these kids go into their these foster homes and they're just being abused or people just want them for the money or whatever but the stories that were shown in this um in this documentary specifically were Yeah, they were really good stories, dude. That lady that has, like, four kids in her house from... I think she was, like, the one from Arkansas or something. And she ended up adopting one of them. Do you remember that one? Yeah, I really liked her when she talks about how one of the kids was... You know, she had an attitude and poor thing just had a rough life. And how she's like, my dad said the devil's in me. And he's he can't... He's not going to come out. And she's like oh no we're gonna get that the devil out here because he can't stay in my house yeah um she was very very experienced with foster care and yeah she just knew what to say like i mean i can't believe like that little girl's dad would tell her like oh you know the devil is in you or the or the devil's following you or whatever the fuck that asshole was telling her But yeah, mm -hmm. she's like, oh yeah, we're just gonna sweep the devil out of my house. And she grabs a broom and sweeps it out of the house. And now the little girl has like comfort in her heart that the devil's no longer there, you know? And it's, yeah, it was it was a really, really good documentary. I really, really enjoyed it, dude. Thanks. And no. for those listening, I recommend Foster on HBO. It's, it's a good one. Yes, ma'am. I'm very, yeah, I liked it a lot. And I'm really glad that you liked it. And if yeah, you, I, I, yeah, I recommend yeah. it for sure. Yeah, if, and if you watch any of them, um, you know, have you watched any other ones? Well, last weekend I had the time to watch uh, Inside Bill Gates' Mind or something about Bill Gates' Mind, and that one was really cool. Like okay. the whole part of um, like what he's trying to do to help kids, um, you know, around the world and. He's basically focusing, I, I won't go too much into it. He's just focusing on like, I, I, what I found this interesting was people focus on clean water, but he's focusing on like for everybody to have a toilet because we're never going to have clean water if everybody doesn't have a toilet because then that's how all this clean water gets contaminated. So he's like trying to do some shit and create some sort of toilet, dude. And it, it, it was pretty cool. And then I watched another one about uh, of this Mexican band for all my Mexican listeners. Um, Los oh, yeah. <laughs> Los, uh, Los Tigres del Norte went to the prison that Johnny Cash sang at. Um, had a little concert for the prisoners there. So the Tigres del Norte recreated that moment for the prisoners now. And 
that one was really cute, dude. Because the prisoners got so happy they were there, and they were all getting turned, like they were at a concert, and it was just really cool. And then you know, I'm 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 Mexican, so it was really cool to see, you know, my roots doing that for the people. So I really enjoyed that documentary too. That's dope, dude. Yeah, it was it was cool. Documentaries are fun, dude. They're good. <laughs> Right, they're kind of like a fun way to get to to become knowledgeable on a subject, rather than, I mean, I love reading, but sometimes reading about that kind of stuff, it's not as fun to me. It's not as enjoyable. Um, it can be, but more than often, it's not. But kind of watching it, I feel like it's. I like seeing the people's reactions, and I like seeing, um, the emotions that mm-hmm. you you get to see and that you are affected with and yeah I like I love documentaries because they like how we're just having conversations about it it allows for people to have conversation about the important issues and it creates a dialogue and and also we're better able to understand the world we live in um it gives us different things to think about and to talk about and we can share with people like hey did you know this like oh dude you should watch this documentary because it talks about this and um sometimes it's fun but it's always always interesting to me some of them are not fun to watch because they're just so hard and you're just like fudge like this world's crazy you know but it's always interesting yeah no yeah I agree and yeah like you were saying earlier like it always sparks a conversation like you're you go to work and you're like dude like have you seen this this new documentary on Netflix or whatever whatever and it's like and yeah, it sparks up the conversation and you start to just elaborate more on what's going around the world because that's really what they're about. Or even like when it's happening in your own community, like, and you're like, fuck, I didn't even know that was happening right here, right now, you know? Right, yeah. I, I like that it keeps us well-rounded and not yeah. like it, it gives us, it'll, it, de- it helps us develop a more well-rounded base of knowledge, right? So we're not just... We don't just know about what we want to know. We're, we're really just, it keeps us kind of just informed about a lot of different things. Like you said, that we don't even know is going on right here, right now around us. So Yeah. So do you know any more about that documentary? Like who did it or have, like the people that created that documentary, have they created other ones or do you, you know, anything like that? Because I saw like they won some sort of award or something like on the description, but I didn't get into it. Yeah, they got, um, so Deborah Appenheimer, I think that's how you pronounce her name, and Mark Jonathan Harris worked, I think this, this uh, project took them many years. Deborah actually worked with one of the people that was in the the documentary, Foster. Mm -hmm. She was at a public school volunteering, and he was six years old at the time, and she had never met anybody who was in the foster system. And she, he's now 32. Wow. Yeah, dude, it's, it's pretty crazy. And, um, yeah, they got an Academy Award for, oh, I forgot which, what it's called. Hold on. Let me. I mean, it's still an Academy Award. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's called Into the Arms of Strangers. And it's the stories of the kinder transplant, I mean, transparent, oh my God, kinder transport. 
And it's, I actually want to see it because it seems really, really, I mean, it got an award, but her mom was one of the 10,000 children that survived um, this situation that happened. Um, So wait, wait, I'm I'm a little lost. So they won an Academy Award, Mm -hmm. but then what does that kinder thing, is that another documentary they did or what? No, that's the one that they got it on. They they received the award for that the that story that happened back then because oh. her mom was one of those one of the survivors. And basically, I don't know a lot about it, but it's they parents had to send their children away and they never got to see them again. Um, because they just had faith that they knew that they needed to send them if they wanted a chance to survive and live and, and have a good life. So her mom was sent on this train and she never got to see her family again, like her parents again. Oh, what the fuck? I don't, I don't know about it. I could be saying this all wrong, but yeah, somewhere along those lines. Exactly. So they got an award for that. And then these are the people that created this documentary, Foster. And so, yeah, dude, I think we should definitely watch um, Into the Arms of Strangers. That's, ooh, that's... dude. I mean, I'm down, but, like, my period's coming up, so I, it, has, <laughs> it has to wait. <laughs> you just hang on to Alexander the whole, like, <laughs> week. Like, you ain't going nowhere. Dude, I cannot imagine having to let your child go. You, and that's another thing that happened in that documentary, like, that mom that was using but then her husband didn't know and then the husband got to keep the baby but she only got to see the baby like certain hours or or I think maybe like for like Christmas for a few hours like shit like that and like when you make a mistake that big because like that too like they didn't seem like neglectful parents you know she just fucked up like she made the stupidest choice she could have ever done and used coke one night you know and she had to you know man up and follow the law and give her kid away literally like that shit is and then her man like for a few days or I don't know for how long she he had to give the kid away too because at one point they were questioning him as well so it's like but but he always backed her up I really like that that part of the the documentary but I wanted to ask you dude since you're kind of like in the social work world like Mm -hmm. do you know any like uh I don't know any donations or how to you know spread the word or share your experience or like I mean anything like that you know just for like people to just be a little more aware of how we can help or what we can do or you know shit like that yeah I mean for specifically for the foster they are um super targeted and getting people involved you could become a mentor, you could become, um, you can donate, volunteer. Um, and it is on, if you just go to the Foster website, fosterhbodocumentary.com. And you can, you can kind of just go there, navigate, see what you, what the, the people listening want to do. But honestly, one of the biggest things I would just say that would really help that everybody can do is to avoid stereotyping people and and giving people 
like not judging so much because actually that's super that's super detrimental to our society and when we're all judging and you mentioned earlier um one of the the things that you liked about the documentary was the fact that there were so many different perspectives and you really got to see that man it's not black and white like our system is really imperfect and it's it's really failing our our youth and um one of the things that they're that they really wanted to to have people take away was the fact that we need a better system we need a system that is more preventative and it's really a model of like of a health care system right and because they talk about how children who were taken at like tell the people that took them like I wish you would have got to my parents and helped them before it got so bad that you had to take me away and so we definitely just need a, a better system and but what people could do is just avoid stereotyping people like like you said, most social workers are viewed, they get a really bad rep. And a lot of their, just like anything else in any profession, like, of course, there's a percentage of people that should not be doing what they're doing, right? Mm-hmm. Agree. Yeah, so social workers definitely are viewed as children stealers. They're there, they break homes up, and they don't. So if you are somebody who has to deal with a, a social worker, give them a chance, like, they really are there to, most of them want to help families. And then parents who get their children taken away, like they're not evil. They are flawed humans and they make mistakes. And even if they get their parent, their children taken away, like some of them work very, most of them work very hard to get them back, to get their children back. And then, and then if you are thinking about adopting, but then people maybe tell you, oh no, they're damaged beyond repair. Like, don't do it. You're going to bring in like all those, these bad kids inside your home. Like that's not true. In fact, they are, they're bounced around so much. Like they really, they're, they're going through so many traumas. Like if you've ever thought about adopting, but you're kind of just like have this idea that they're bad and you, you don't want to deal with that. I would say try to like avoid that. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, after we watched the documentary, like me and Rudy Anthony got up, uh, started talking about it. I told him about it and stuff. And, and I was like, what if we were to foster? And then he was like, well, you know, uh, our life isn't that great, you know, and I'm like, well, it's, it's a lot better than some of these kids. I mean, they just need a place to crash and feel love and feel feel okay for a few days, you know, while their mom and their dad get their shit together, you know, and he was like, yeah, I mean, maybe somebody like the age of Alexander, you know, like, so we, we thought about it and it, and I love that it sparked that conversation between us as a couple. So that was, that cool. is, that is yeah. so beautiful. And th- yeah, like, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like it just, after my introduction to social services class, which is the professor that recommended this um, documentary, mm-hmm. I just, yeah, you realize that it's not like everybody has their perspective and no one person or group is evil and wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's always hope. And yeah, definitely. That's a really big way that we could help right now without volunteering, without donating money. I mean, I definitely want to learn more about that and see there's so many places. So I'm trying to figure that out right now. 
myself. So, but yeah, definitely what we could do right now is just avoid the stereotypes. Yeah. And that goes all around, honestly. And I, I mean, I believe we talked about this, the episode when we talked about um, gun violence and all that, like, don't mm-hmm. be so judgy. You never know what people are going through, you know? So it's, it's important to be aware of that. And, you know, I asked you to share some, some stuff so that was cool, but I wanted, I wanted to share, cause I, it just popped up to my mind. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to share with my listeners here in San Antonio I took a child development course two semesters ago or something like that. And part of it was to um, volunteer was a big part of the class. And I volunteered at um, Teleton, which is a rehab center for um, Hispanics. Mm-hmm. And it, it focuses a lot in the, in the Hispanic community. So that, that one's here in San Antonio. We can volunteer at that. The Ronald McDonald houses, that, that one you can volunteer at as well. You can go clean. You can go uh, clean up or serve them food, get their rooms ready for them when they're going to get there. I was really impressed with Ronald McDonald house. And then there's another place, but I, I couldn't. I, I was not able to do this one. I, I, I wanted to so bad, but I just... I feel like I need to prepare myself for it and maybe I should like make it like a goal or um yeah it's a place dude where kids are going to right after they lose uh their parent or their parents and they go there just for love and for support and the people that go volunteer you feed them you talk to them you know you just bring comfort to their heart because they just lost their parent or their parents wow yeah i couldn't go to that one dude because i was like fuck i'm gonna be a mess like and and they don't need they don't need that shit you know they need somebody that's like you know we got this or i don't know i wouldn't even know what to say that you know that's hard so i didn't sign up for that one but the ronald mcdonald and the other one those were really really good spots that um i would recommend to go to i should try to get my girlfriends together for us to go to the ronald mcdonald house or something to volunteer for a day yeah, dude, initiate that. That's and I feel like so many people honestly have the the desire to volunteer and to help in some type of way. I think we just don't know where to start. And you, yeah, like that so that would be cool for you to initiate it and kind of just do all the research, figure out the time and date and then kind of just invite people and maybe yeah, like maybe one of them's going to be like, "Wow, this is like something I want to continue to do and boom like you just helped in a a really big way yeah because it always feels so much better to give than to receive so I think it would be cool and I remember my friend Fernanda we talked about her on the last podcast me and her did a vision board together Mm -hmm. she did um something for humanity where you build houses for low and low income areas and dude she was out there with a nail and a hammer fucking building houses for people isn't that awesome that is beautiful yeah. i love that yeah one could be a one too we she we we all need to look at look into it because i know one of her goals this year was to volunteer and mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure she hasn't so maybe we can do it <laughs> right before the year's over yeah yeah i mean there's that's the thing there's so many places and um you know wherever you feel comfortable do it it I I was trying to find places and do different things and right now one of the places that I really wanted to go to and I'm working to get my passport 
And as soon as I have my passport, my church goes once a month to a orphanage in Mexico, in Mexico. And they are, they go all day. They go, we leave from like 4.30 in the morning and we don't come back till like nine o'clock. And you're just there loving on these kids and giving the people who work there a little, you know, break. And so really there's so many places like nowadays, Google, there's, you know, places to volunteer that are near me or places to volunteer for homeless shelters or places to volunteer to help clean up the environment. Like whatever interests you, you know, go for it, look, in, look into it, research it. And you'd be surprised at how, how easy it is just to get started. Yeah, no, dude, I 100% agree. So I'll, I'm, I'm going to try to push for that. And I'm going to tell my girlfriends. Last night we got together to paint, paint pumpkins. So maybe we can get together to volunteer. Okay, dude. Um, But hold on, because I'm so, so sorry. But I really, really have to pee right now. Go for it. Oh, you know what? Now that I have to go, I say we throw our um, little break theme in here or whatever. So the listeners are just not waiting on me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay, I'll be right back. Uh, Okay, I'm back. Sorry about that. But anyway, um, did you wash your hands? Of course I did not. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, do you ever see girls that just get out of the public restroom and don't wash their hands? Oh, dude, I don't think I've ever actually witnessed that, but that would really make me uncomfortable, especially a public restroom. Like, fuck, that shit's gross. Girl, I see it a lot more often I never used to really see it and now it's so gross and I feel like I have I should have a right to tell them hey public health you know like you need to wash your hands but obviously like I can't tell them but, oh it's so nasty it's it so really gross. is and some guys sometimes say like oh no you don't want to go into the guy's restroom and me sometimes I'm like no you don't want to go you think the guy's restroom is gross some females are very dirty and the restrooms don't smell very friendly and sometimes they're worse than the boys restrooms have you do you ever think that you know I I guess yeah I could agree with that I mean both are just freaking nasty like I I I don't think one I used to think guys were messier but now I see some pretty nasty like not okay stuff happening in the bathroom like some things look like a crime scene and that just is not okay (laughs) like that's not okay no yeah but yeah that's what that's what I tell like my guy friends sometimes I'm like y'all really think that the girls restroom you're gonna walk in there it smells like roses and flowers (laughs) and it's like fucking shining and shit no it's not like not at all (laughs) that's That's just yeah it's and sometimes I go in there and I'm like how old are we like we're like at the college I'm just like some of the bathrooms dude it looks like little kids just ran in there did whatever they wanted to do toilet paper all over the place water or piss I don't know what it is on the floor it's it's just really gross and then I see girls not washing their hands I'm like come on what's what is this 
But I, I do know a lot of guys don't wash their hands. And I work at a, at a school and we have a teacher that we all like kind of talk about because we all see him never wash his hands. Oh, yeah. And that was a little worse, dude, because they're grabbing their shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, both are nasty because we're, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. But also, <laughs> they're all fucking nasty ass people. But also, dude, like, it's not, I mean, obviously, it's about like your fellow restroom users, dude. But also, like, think about the people that clean that shit, literally. Like, that's not okay. Yeah. Oh, no, it's not. They, they probably think we're just, humanities there's no there's no hope for humanity these people are just fucking gross <laughs> for real like that shit's not cool no no it's not it really ain't Mm-mm. it really isn't dude well i mean i know you don't watch the news but mm-hmm. do you remember the whole like harvey weinstein situation yes oh man okay well um, there's this, on this podcast, I think it's called Up First or something first. I don't know if it's by the New York Times or NPR, but they have two episodes where they talk about Lisa Bloom and like, I think her mom's name is Gloria. I don't know if you ever heard of them. I, I think Lisa Bloom might be the one that always helps. Like, who did she help recently? Like, Kathy, um... That comedian, Kathy Griffin? Yeah. Well, yeah, dude. She's always, quote, unquote, like, helping women. That's what her and her mom are known for. Like, they've made statements about how they stand up for women and shit. And, well, dude, behind closed doors, they've been, they were working with um, Weinstein. What? Is this, like, official? Yeah, dude. It's official. Like, you, you should listen to those two episodes on um on that it's i forgot i know i think it's called you first or up first and they talk about it the 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 reporters they're actually females the reporters that were following uh these two females they were following the weinstein case and they said that at a certain point they just got stuck and they couldn't dig anything else like they were like okay i guess it's done but um they you know they didn't give up and they kept going they kept going that's what they ended up finding out dude isn't that fucking crazy Dude, that, I, I mean, is it the money that they're after? I wonder what motivated them to, or was it them, like, who were they helping first this whole time? Or, I just have so many questions. Yeah, and I wish I could answer them for you, but I don't remember. This, this happened maybe, like, a week ago, and I typically listen to, like, news podcasts in the morning while I'm, like, cleaning up getting ready or whatever but i remember hearing that being like what the fuck these scheming ass bitches and they're out of probably money dude you know how it is i'm poor so i don't know how it is just kidding <laughs> <laughs> dane that you know and that's that's just wild like you money really i feel like too much money and too much power no matter who the person is, I genuinely think, this is just my my opinion, I think that it just, it corrupts people. Like, it corrupts your soul. It it just changes you. And, and you can be a really good person with good intentions, but I just feel like the the money itself is, like, 
the evil. Yeah, like I know yeah. people are like, well, money is not evil. It's some people are like, oh, well, it's God's. All money is God's money, but it's like, it's what money. Like money is power, and I guess it's not the money; it's just the power that pe- that comes with money that just changes people. And I think that there, when you have too much, it just natural. That's just that's just what's gonna happen. Yeah, like that's when the devil hops in and is like, <laughs> "How am I gonna fuck your shit up?" Yeah, because like, why do you need? I've always just thought, like, why do people need so much money? Like, why can't I? Like, dude, I. I won't even have money and I'm like buying shit for people like you know I just or I'll be down uh, you know I with the Amazon fires that were going on I mean I'm not rich obviously but I'm I'm like work I'm the working class or working what is it working poor working class like I'm not I'm not the poor but I'm not middle class either like I I feel like the one in the middle is the working class and so my whole point is that I yeah like I'm I'm on a budget I'm trying to save I'm trying to pay things up I have my bills but even then like I if I can give like I just try to give and I donated a pretty good amount of money dude like to the Amazon forest to help preserve it and but I just think of all these people I know that they do that they do donate, but I don't know, like, to me, it's just, like, you have a billion dollars, like, you literally can't even spend that, and Mm -hmm. there's so many people right now that aren't even eating, because they don't have enough money, like, Mm -hmm. it's just, I don't know, money just, that's, that, that, money, I feel like I've heard this quote before, like, money is the root of evil, yeah, like, I've heard that, do you agree with that? Yeah, dude. I mean, I think like a lot of things come with money. And I would say from like people that I know that have money, um, like people start getting cocky, people start start buying stupid shit. And that's when that's that's all evil, like, because that's not what money is meant for. I feel like money is like to help one another and stuff like that, you know. So yeah, I think money is the root of evil in in a lot of different ways, little ways and big ways. Look, I found it It says the love of money is the root of all evil. Therefore, well, therefore, selfishness must be the seed. And it's that's that's kind of yeah, like what you're saying. It's it's wow. I don't think it's the money on its own because I have, you know, money that we give and we help, but at what point is like that's complete selflessness I think you know you're just giving but then when you're just like and I know people who will not like they have money and it's true like they stay rich because they are tight like they do not give people (laughs) like me stay in the situation that they're in because they keep giving and giving and giving yeah I think there should be a time when you're like okay I have enough to give now so let me give but like Sometimes, dude, Rudy Anthony will be trying to give the homeless some money, and I'm like, no, uh you can't afford to give them money right now. Not that much. Sometimes he's trying to give them a twenty dollar bill or something. No, I'm like, Mm-mm, give them five or buying something to eat. Cause oh my gosh, I that guy is just that's amazing. 
Mm-mm. I mean, I'm all for giving. Like, don't get me <laughs> wrong, but damn, like we need our money too. Like, we're not we we don't got it like that to be giving homeless twenty dollars every corner. <laughs> no, I know, but that yeah, like I'm definitely like him where I just want to give and give. But yeah, you definitely have to be smart about it. Like, if you yeah. are then gonna be like needing to borrow money from people because you now have nothing, then yeah, maybe. 20 bucks I've I've donated 20 bucks before too and I it felt really good I was like yo you know <laughs> but yeah it's it's definitely like I, I could just see you grabbing the 20 from your dad's hand like right before it gets to the homeless and then you're like sorry man and then you have him a five <laughs> yeah five I think that's me and a beer <laughs> for real I like I love buying homeless people a beer or like a black and mild or something because I know that shit makes their day. <laughs> I don't yeah, I mean that's that's kind of funny. I'm sure people are like, oh my God, but you know, it's true. Like a lot of them are dependent on alcohol. And if you know, some people are like, oh, I don't wanna I'm not gonna help them because they're just gonna go in there and buy beer. And it's like, well, some of them technically like if they don't drink that, if they don't drink, they will die. They will go through withdrawals and they like at this point they really do need it. Yeah. So Yeah, I just get them on because I'm like, damn, you're out here in the fucking hottest sun. Here's a beer, bro. Like, go get under a tree and enjoy it. Aww. Enjoy your natural light. Why do you like a good beer? I bought good beers before, but dude, no. Sometimes I'll just buy them a natural light or like a bush light or something cheap. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, dude, that's crazy. I didn't know about that. I, I, you, so you said either you first or up first podcast, something like that. And I'm not sure okay. if it's by NPR or or New York Times, but yeah, it's one of those. Oh, guess where I'm going? Where? NPR. Um, on the sixth of October, I'm gonna go to an open house at KPCC. It's um, it's like public radio. Uh huh. And it's like NPR, but it's, I wonder if the, this, no, I don't think they're the same. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm going to go to open house and you, you get to like check it out and you get to go visit the studio and as a member, you get to just kind of, kind of hang out. I don't know. I've never been, so I don't know what it's going to be like, but take some notes. I'm excited. Yeah. It's I'm up excited. first on it by NPR. Yeah. Up first. Okay. Up first. Awesome. I yeah. will. I'll definitely do that. Yeah, KPCC Radio is a public radio, and I donate $5. <laughs> I used to donate <laughs> a month 10 bucks, and then I had to call them when I was, like, in the summer, and things were just tight, and I had to call and say, like, I'm sorry, sir, can, you, um, <laughs> can we change the $10 a month to $5 a month? He's like, absolutely, ma'am. We appreciate it, and... But oh, dude, that is so cute. I would have, yeah, I've never even thought about um, donating to public radio. But now that I think about it, it would be nice if people donate to our podcast. Like, hey, here's two bucks. Like, hey, thanks. Yeah, they always <clears throat> have um, drives and they, they, they talk about it. Like, you want this to be um, not owned by, you know, the the people who Lisa bloom and gloria bloom or yeah whatever those bitches are called yeah like people people in power own so many things and so it's it's skewed and 
yeah, so public radio, it's, it's on its own and it's for the people and it's run by the people. But in order to do that, the people need to donate. So, yeah, I remember calling some people around and I was like, dude, they're really trying to, they have a drive and they, for the elections, like we need to, do you have 20 bucks to, to donate? And people were just kind of like, you know what? Yeah, like I can. And I was just really into it. That's cool. Yeah, Up First is cool and they keep their, um, like, I know, like, again, like, you don't really like listening to the news, but there, these news are not, like, as, like, dark and, uh, you know, they're, they're just, like, a quick, a quick recap of, like, politics, and, the, and it's only, like, 12 minutes, like, they keep it really short and sweet, and they don't, like, overwhelm you with all this information, so it's kind of cool, you should check it out. That's dope, dude. But since we're trying to keep our episodes short and sweet and informative and funny, um, I think we've come to a good point to call it an episode. What do you think? I concur. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we, this is a good convo. I love you, girl. And until next time. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to go watch the second half of the Cowboys game with my man. Go boys. No, I'm not a boys fan, but I'm a fan of my, of my boy. So I'll watch his boys with him. Well, I guess that's something. That's the sacrifices you make. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right, right girl. Girl. Yeah, I love you. Have a good night. Love you too. Talk soon. Ciao. Okay. Bye.